0: Chapter four, episode one of Tartarin of Tarascon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox dot org. Tartarin of Tarascon by Alphonse Daudet, episode the first in Tarascon. Chapter four, they. Chiefly to the account of these diverse talents did Tartarin owe his lofty position in the town of Tarascon. Talking of captivating, though, this deuce of a fellow knew how to ensnare everybody. Why, the army at Tarascon was for Tartarin. The brave commandant, Bravida, honorary captain, retired, in the military clothing factory department, called him a game fellow. And you may well admit that the warrior knew all about game fellows. He played such a capital knife and fork on game of all kinds so was the legislature on Tartarin's side. Two or three times, in open court, the old chief judge, La had said, in alluding to him, "'He is a character.'" Lastly, the masses were for Tartarin. He had become the swell-bruiser, the aristocratic pugilist, the crack-bully of the local Corinthians for the Tarasconers, from his build, bearing, style, that aspect of a god's, trumpeter's charger which fears no noise, his reputation as a hero coming from nobody knew whence or for what, and some scramblings for coppers and a few kicks to the little ragamuffins basking at his doorway. Along the waterside, side when Tartarin came home from hunting on Sunday evenings with his cap on the muzzle of his gun, and his fustian shooting jacket belted in tightly, the sturdy river-lighter man would respectfully bob, and blinking towards the huge biceps swelling out of his arms, would mutter among one another in admiration, "'Now there's a powerful chap, if you like. He has double muscles!' "'Double muscles! Why, you never heard of such a thing outside of Tarascon!' For all this, with all his numberless parts, double muscles, the popular favour, and the so precious esteem of brave Commandant Bravida, ex-captain in the army clothing factory, Tartarin was not happy. This life in a petty town weighed upon him and suffocated him. The great man of Tarascon was bored in Tarascon. The fact is, for a heroic temperament like his, a wild, adventurous spirit which dreamt of nothing but battles, races across the Pampas, mighty battues, desert sands, blizzards and typhoons. It was not enough to go out every Sunday to pop at a cap, and the rest of the time to ladle out casting votes at the gunmakers. Poor dear great man! if this existence were only prolonged, there would be sufficient tedium in it to kill him with consumption. In vain did he surround himself with baobabs and other African trees to widen his horizon, and some little to forget his club and the market-place. In vain did he pile weapon upon weapon, and malekrees upon malekrees, In vain did he cram with romances, endeavouring like the immortal Don Quixote, to wrench himself by the vigour of his fancy out of the talents of pitiless reality. Alas! all that he did to appease his thirst for deeds of daring only helped to augment it. The sight of all the murderous implements kept him in a perpetual stew of wrath and exaltation. His revolvers, repeating rifles and ducking-guns, shouted, "'Battle! Battle!' out of their mouths. Through the twigs of his baobab, the tempest of great voyages and journeys soared and blew bad advice. To finish him came Gustave Mar, Maine Reed, and Fenimore Cooper oh how many times did tartarin with a howl spring up on the sultry summer afternoons when he was reading alone amidst his blades points and edges how many times did he dash down his book and rush to the wall to unhook a deadly arm the poor man forgot he was at home in tarascon in his underclothes and with a handkerchief round his head he would translate his readings into action, and, goading himself with his own voice, shout out while swinging a battle-axe or tomahawk, Now only let them come! Them? Who were they? Tartarin did not himself any too clearly understand. They was all that should be attacked and fought with, all that bites, claws, scalps, whoops, and yells— the Sioux Indians dancing round the war stake to which the unfortunate pale-faced prisoner is lashed, the grizzly of the Rocky Mountains who wobbles on his hind legs and licks himself with a tongue full of blood, the Tuareg, too, in the desert, the Malay pirate, the brigand of the Abruzi, in short, they was warfare, travel, adventure, and glory. But alas! It was to no avail that the fearless Tarasconer called for and defied them. Never did they come. Ots bondikins. what would they have come to do in Tarascon? Nevertheless, Tartarin always expected to run up against them, particularly some evening in going to the club. End of chapter four of episode one. Recording by Esois in Belgium in April 2010.